0: Unrestrained
1: The Internet's number one talk station Number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com
2: Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And today we're going to be talking about how to crack the good luck code and get into the spirit of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is just a few days away and I think most people are approaching the holiday with more than the usual trepidation. I mean, usually there's, oh, all the stuff you hear about, you know, being worried about Uncle Joe coming and, and I don't know, acting out in some way or about seeing relatives that, you know, various people are having disputes with or um, how to cook a turkey without getting it too dry, those kinds of things. This year... It's a little more serious. Uh, There are people this year who are worrying about the loss of their job, the loss of their savings, the loss of their home, the loss of their health, relationships, lots of different kinds of losses. And they're asking themselves about now, how am I supposed to be thankful on Thanksgiving when I'm really feeling woe is me? What is there to be thankful for? Um, and so, a lot of people are dreading the holiday. Oh, they're having mixed emotions. They they feel like they should be thankful. You know, <laughs> we're told we're all supposed to be so thankful, but a lot of people are having a hard time with that. So today, we're going to um, provide a solution for these trepidations. Um, because even if you haven't been had anything that serious happen to you, surely. You know, this has been a hard year for everyone pretty much in one way or another. So, and in any case, a hard year for the country and a hard year for the world. Um, We're all facing, it's sort of a universal uh, problem, at least in terms of the economy, and and that tends to, of course, bring spirits down and lots of other kinds of problems. But we have the solution. Don't fear, you're lucky you're uh, tuned in today (laughs) to the show because my guest is Pete Siegel, He is a personal development coach and the author of The Top Ten Proven Ways to Skyrocket Good Luck. And we're going to let you in on how it is that you can turn this whole thing around and really uh, not just put on an act, but really truly be thankful on Thanksgiving. So, Pete, thank you for coming on the show.
0: Hi, Carol. It's great to be here with you.
1: Well, let's start with um, a little background on you, because I always put my guests on the couch, on Dr. Carroll's couch. Okay. And um, before people, you know, who are going bah humbug, <laughs> listen to what you have to say. Your big deal, top ten proven ways to skyrocket good luck. I think they'd like to know um, who you are and, and how you've come <clears throat> um, to these discoveries.
0: Okay. Uh, I've been in practice for 30 years, and I am the world's foremost peak performance hypnotherapist. I work with high-powered, high-profile professional athletes, powerhouses in business, entertainment celebrities, people in the professions. I'm also a very prolific personal development self-help author. I've had over 400 articles published in 52 magazines and online easings. I've written and produced 25 self-help, personal development, book and CD programs, and I continue to communicate issues and subjects and topics that people can use to become empowered, not just in a sense of feeling good, but strategies that I give, tools that I give that enable you to make positive, decisive changes so that you can begin to live the kind of life you really sense internally you want to and should be living. And so my greatest claim to fame is that I am a short-term intervention therapist when I move into your life in terms of helping you, advising you, or if you read an article, see me on TV, hear me on a radio show, you're going to pick up self-awareness tips, things about yourself that you can use to enhance and strengthen yourself in your life that you maybe never even knew that you had. Okay,
1: so, okay, Pete, that's all wonderful. Okay. But I'm looking for the for the dirt. I'm looking for who you were before you got to be this famous guy. Tell us how, because behind every um, peak performance guru, there is um, a little boy or a little girl who had to struggle with things early in their life that made them, that put them on that road to find all these answers that they then want to share with the world.
0: See, folks, only from a psychiatrist (laughs) do you get this kind of wisdom. All the other shows. But you know what, Dr. Lieberman is right. And so my situation was I played, I've been playing sports since I was five years old, little kid. But for some reason, I was always unexplainably nervous before games. And that continued into middle school, and then junior high school, and then high school, where I was a standout soccer player, and then into college, where I was a standout. So I couldn't understand why was I getting anxious and nervous before games, knock-kneed, cotton mouth. but then when I would make a big play, All of a sudden, it was like Clark Kent turned into Superman. I had the Energizer Bunny energy flowing through me, and I could do anything I chose. And so, as with all therapists, they start out because there's something about themselves that they're trying to fix or improve or better, and that was my purpose, to find out where that came from, why I was like that, and in the understanding and introspection and self-development that I went through, I learned about myself many things that I realized that I could help other people with as well. So that's the background that really moved me into the profession.
1: And that's very interesting. And what was it about you? What did you find out for why you got anxious before games? Because
0: I was never – if you're not allowed to have your own identity and personality as a child and you have to answer to authority figures, you have to gauge appropriateness, self-worth, and value based upon their appraisal of you. And you always wind up seeking acceptance and approval from others before you learn how to validate yourself. And so that's basically what I was going through. So I had to learn, and, and the transition was developing my own identity, validating my own thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, so that I could become a comprehensive, whole, W-H-O-L-E person, self-tailored, self-structured, self-engineered by what I thought believed and realized was the truth about me. And so, in a nutshell, that's exactly what I went through, and it was an incredible, and it's a lifelong process. You never stop learning about yourself. There's always more to realize and more to feast upon and more to connect with that lets you be a stronger, more functional and successful person and in the process of doing that, I learn about myself things that I can teach others as well
1: okay and so you had siblings
0: I had two younger brothers yes
1: and and uh and so you're you were trying to find your identity uh, in your family, with your in your father's eyes, your mother's eyes, um, well, to separate yourself out from them?
0: Not, I, I, it, was, it really wasn't that. In other words, it was everything that we did, or I did, had to pass their approval stature, had to pass their judgment appraisal, mm-hmm. had to be okay with them, and if you don't, in other words, if you're never reinforced or what do you think, what do you feel, what do you believe, mm-hmm. then you have to look to others as a benchmark for appropriateness or justification or truth in your life. Right. And based upon other people's response toward you, that's how you learn or come to learn to gauge yourself. But that's a very precarious and tenuous way to live. Right. Because... How do you establish value and self-worth unless and until someone else reacts and responds to you? So your spontaneity becomes reduced, and your own estimate of self becomes an extension of what you interpret others think and believe about you.
1: Right. Okay. Well good. Um do you feel better now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't feeling bad in the first place, but to answer your question, you know, yes, I I feel good and uh you know, I, I it, it's always good to reveal the truth. That yes. The more intimate with the world you become, you know, the more intimate people become with you. So I'm Absolutely. very comfortable doing that. Absolutely. And thank you for asking. By the way. <laughs> You're
1: welcome.
0: <laughs> um, this is truly Dr. Carol's couch, you <laughs> folks. <yeah. laughs> you know, this is great.
1: Uh, it's kind of like how I felt this weekend. I was yeah. uh, in—I um, ride horses, and I was in a lesson, and this uh, the, t- the trainer was asking us to do this final jump of the day, and it was really hard. And she's—and I was about. To, everyone had to peel off and do it. Yeah. And she asked me as I was about to go, "Are you afraid?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes," and uh, and then went to do it before she could tell me not to. But it's it, there was something so um, so relieving, so uh, uh, just felt so good to to actually admit that and then go ahead and do it. Yep. So let's go ahead now and do um, t- give the people, give the listeners a feast. Uh, before Thanksgiving, uh, okay. uh, uh, on um, what it is um, that they can do um, if they're feeling... Before we go into that, though, I do want to say, that, and I hope maybe this is one of your things, one of your top ten proven ways to skyrocket good luck, but one thing that's just really important is that even if it's very difficult um, to find the things that you are thankful for, uh, you have to you have to just dig down and do that, and i 'm sure everyone, no matter how bad things seem, um, really, if you look around, you can make a list of ten wonderful things that you 're thankful for people in your life, opportunities you 've had um, just all kinds of things and and it 's so important to get on that vibration in order to attract more good into your life so um, I know we 're going to be interrupted by music in a second, but what you're going to be hearing now um, is going to be so important because you have to change that vibe from and tune into the positive things in the world because otherwise you're just going to keep going down the path Towards having or feeling like you have less and less things to be thankful for. So this is really, really important, and, and uh, bah humbug has to, uh, there, ha- there has to be an end to bah humbug because, um, really, if you, if your life depended upon it, you could find ten things that you really are grateful for, no matter how bad things look today. And when we come back, My guest, Pete Siegel, who is the author of the Top Ten Proven Ways to Skyrocket Good Luck, will tell you about these ways and and start you on your path to actually realizing that you have the capacity to change things around yourself. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787
3: Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions.
1: That's one 472 5787 Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with Attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident
2: with attorney Tom Woodruff. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD.
4: at 1 p.m. PST right here on the Voice America channel.
0: VoiceAmerica.com
2: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: And Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Here with me is Pete Siegel, a personal development coach and the author of the Top Ten Proven Ways to Skyrocket. Good luck, which he's going to be sharing with us. And um, during the break, he was uh, telling me about his... his uh, go west young man adventure um, where he pretty much um, left home at what, 20, what, what age? 23 23 uh-huh. and uh, had to fend for him, moved to California and had to fend for himself mm-hmm. and um, and this is also where you got some of this wisdom as far as <clears throat> uh, the top 10 ways so why don't you tell us about that?
0: Alright at age 23 because I felt stagnant in New York where I was from and I was a bodybuilder, I still am a bodybuilder and I was competing back then. I said, that's it. <clears throat> I'm going go to uh, I'm gonna move out to L.A. And I'm going to make myself and my life happen there. And so nobody could understand why family and friends were back in New York. But I knew I had to find myself. That the, and I deeply felt there was something I was supposed to be doing in life. I had no clue about what it was at that point. But it was an inner drive that wouldn't go away. Moved out to L.A. at age 23 with $1,000 in my pocket. The second day here... My I, my wallet was stolen and nine hundred dollars. I had a hundred dollars to my name, and so I said, "Well, now now you're really going to see what you're made of." <clears throat> I didn't freak out though. I got a job at a deli, <laughs> so I could get you know I stole food, and I had a i i had food to live on, and and uh, I was paying the rent. I was living in a shoebox-sized apartment. <clears throat> the cockroaches were so big, when you hit them, they'd look at you and give you the finger. <laughs> and so, I, 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 you know, things were really struggle-oriented. I had to learn life skills. I had to learn coping. I had to learn ways of dealing with life and personal development things that no one ever taught me, that I didn't even know that you could know about, but I had to learn. And things went from bad to worse from worse to desperate, from desperate to, okay, what's, what's going on here? Things I'd never experienced before. You know, they say you hit the bottom of the barrel. Well, I was under the barrel with the worms and the slugs. And I realized, you know, there could only be one place to go which was up from there. And that night, I had a deep spiritual experience. I'm not, I was never a religious person, but I, I felt the higher power or God come to me in a very definitive way. And, and, and it, 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 what was said to me was, you've been tested. <clears throat> you were supposed to be tested. You didn't crack up. You didn't go back to New York. You didn't cry. What you did was you stayed focused and said, I'm going to find some way to get out of this. And then the next day, unexplainably, I felt relaxed. And then I heard about a new nautilus. Do you remember back in the 80s, the, the nautilus exercise equipment mm-hmm. was the big thing? And on Westwood Boulevard, there was a Nautilus gym. Well, that's something I had done back in New York. I went in there. A guy I knew from Gold's Gym training out here was the manager. He instantly hired me. Now I had a job, and I was meeting people. And then up the street from there was the Hypnotism Training Institute. I had no idea what a hypnotherapist was, yet I felt an incredibly powerful drive to go into that place. I I couldn't explain it, so I went in there, and I met the instructor. Now I don't know if you've ever met someone that you'd never met before, but the second you met them, it was as if you knew them your whole life. Mm -hmm. And so I met him, and he was the the world's foremost hypnotherapist uh, back then, and he says, oh, you've come here to study, haven't you? I said, I have. Mm -hmm. I said, but I don't have the tuition money. He says, can you get it within 90 days? And without even hesitating, I said, yes, it was (laughs) $5,000, which back and I had no clue how I was going to get it. Okay, so fast forward a little bit. I realized that was what I was supposed to be doing. I can't tell you the feeling of purpose, of strength, of power, of identity, and self-worth and meaning that I found. Each day after class, I would run back to Gold's Gym, but not to train to work with all the lughead Mr. America and Mr. Universe champions that I used to train with and hypnotize them and and to practice what I'd learned. And so right on the floor of the old Gold's Gym office, Carol, I used to have impromptu hypnosis sessions with world champions. And I I mean, it was amazing. I blew by all the other students. And then one of the bodybuilders who uh, was from New York, and it was a friend of mine where I went to college, you know, he says, I'm thinking about putting together an investment group to buy Gold's Gym. Can you work with me on that? I did. He got the money together. He bought golds. He bought the Gold's Gym name and the gym. And then I worked with him on business development. And he built that gym chain into 675 gyms worldwide. Now, he says to me, unsolicited, on day 87 of the 90 days that I had to get the tuition, he hands me an envelope. And guess how much money was $5, in that envelope? $5,000. In cash. Unrequested. <laughs> I said, What's this for? He goes. You need this.
1: Did he and know that you needed no, it? No, nope.
0: no. I, I said. Mean, I said, huh. and, and because I wasn't charging him for the work, but he had made such incredible progress. I could, you know, it was like I felt like this diminutive speck of dust in the universe because, you know, all of these things were happening by themselves. All the ducks were lining up in a row without any effort, which when that happens to you, then you know that that's your purpose in life. That's something that's supposed to happen. And so just relax your mind and do proactively what you need to and flow with that process. I paid my instructor, and then I studied with him for eight years, and he made me his fair-haired boy back when I had some hair. Mm -hmm. And I used to marvel at how incredible of a therapist he was. How did you know that? How can you understand that? And how quick and profoundly he was able to help people overcome lifelong emotional, attitudinal, and behavioral afflictions. And and in in, in one one-hundredth of a time, that psychologists were able to. And so over the years... I I surpassed even him and then I decided, because I knew sports, I knew the mind, I knew the mind of athletes right. and, and peak performers, people in life who are the wealthy, successful, prominent, self-made people, not those who inherit or come from rich families, but those who start at the bottom and rise to the top. I understand them mentally, emotionally. I understand them in terms of their drive and their need and the unconscious frameworks that they have to adopt and embrace in order to be as powerful as they are. So... That basically started me writing and doing media and doing TV and doing radio. Okay,
1: so let's so 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 and and are these um, some of the things that can we glean from that? Some of the things from your ten proven ways to skyrocket good luck.
0: Well, the first thing is, and the major thing is, is that you're already lucky. People don't think, well, I don't have luck. I didn't win the lottery. <clears throat> I didn't find Mr. and Ms. Wright. I didn't get the degree I wanted, find the apartment I wanted, have the job I wanted, have the relationship I want, live where I want to live. They always think about, they make negative capital, capital over what they don't have. And I'm sure you experience that all the time. In other words, they, once you stop rejoicing in and being grateful and thankful for what you do have, then you. it's very easy to get undermined by your own frustration because of what you don't. But this, the, the first thing is there are three things that you have to be grateful for. Number one, that you're alive. Number two, that you have health. And number three, that you're functional. I'll give you a very quick story about that because that's the basis that you have to wake up Two in the morning and bring yourself out into the day because each day is an opportunity for you to become blessed. Yeah, but the economy, the this, the that, but you didn't create the economy the way it is now. That's an extension of greedy, ignorant minds from many, many years ago that have accrued up until the situation that you experience now. You didn't make the economy what it is. How's your own personal economy? What do you believe is still possible? Listen. People are still putting gas in their car, they're still buying foods, they're still going to restaurants, they're still buying clothing, they're still paying their rent, they're still paying their bills. Yes, it's tougher now because of this corporate greed, this horrific, you know, stupid, greedy lending practices that the banks adopted, and now we have to bail them out. But you did not create these situations. Years ago, a very famous movie producer, if I told you his name, you'd instantly recognize him, but... You know, he had me sign a non-disclosure. And he heard about me, and he, he, he called me up. And This guy rules with an iron fist. Oscar, Oscar-winning movie director.
1: Uh,
0: uh, Whose first producer. name starts with. I I, I I really I can't. I, 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 know, I I'm, just and I'm not going to i teasing. just like
1: teasing. It's okay. okay.
0: But the but the thing is, he called me up and he says, you know, oh, you know what, I, you know, it's not like he lived in a chicken shack. He lived in a in, in an incredible uh, mansion in his place, Holmby Hills. If you've ever been up yes, there, yeah. <clears throat> it's where they're rich and famous, you know, <laughs> it's 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 beyond Beverly Hills and Bel Air. If you can believe that, right? And 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 he's telling me. You know, that he's frustrated in his relationship. He's frustrated because of the things that he doesn't have or have enough of. I said, Are you serious? Because I deal with athletes who become, who I help become mega, mega, mega millionaires or who already are and they even go beyond that. Opulence, I deal with opulent people all the time, but I couldn't believe it. And <clears throat> nothing I said to him was, was, was getting through to him. I said, The only way I can make this guy understand what he's got. And then an idea came to me, and it was just divinely unfolded into me. I took him. I said, listen, I want you to come with me. I have to show you something. He says, where are we going to go? I said, I can't tell you. I took him to the oncology ward at the UCLA Medical mm-hmm. Center. And then I said, "Come here, I want you to see what these people have to go through. And if you've ever been to an oncology ward, these poor people look like the life is vacuum sucked out of them. Hollow, sunken eyes, shallow bodies. It, it, they're just wasting away until they ultimately die. And then I said, "Come here, look at this person. You know, and then we went to another room, look at them. And he goes, Why are you doing this to me? I said, I'm not doing it to you. I'm doing it for you. Mm -hmm. And so after about three rooms, he says, i got to get out of here. He starts sobbing hysterically as soon as we left the building. This is a grown man, a Hollywood icon. I said, why are you sobbing? He goes, why did you do that? I said, don't you think those people would give one one millionth, uh, you you know, uh, anything to have one one millionth of what you have? And you're complaining all the time of what you don't. He says he looks at me with these, with these, you know, tears streaming down his eyes. I'll never, ever complain again. Hmm. And he never did. And after that, we became friends. And, you know, he just changed his perspective. That's the thing, folks, that you really have to be aware of now. Good luck starts with a changed perspective. It's not a matter of rabbit's feet or horseshoes or anything else other than consciousness. And when you develop the consciousness of opulence, that's when good luck unfolds into your life.
1: And with that, we need to take a break. Um, You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest is Pete Siegel. We'll continue with more of the top ten proven ways to skyrocket good luck. A lot of food for thought there, though. Uh, in advance of the Thanksgiving feast. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, hoping along with my guest, Pete Siegel, to nourish you with a lot of positivity that's more filling than a Thanksgiving dinner. We're giving you positivity and filling you up ahead of time so that you can realize just how much you have in your life already to be thankful for. And then we've uh, started talking about the top ten proven ways to skyrocket good luck, the book by my guest. Um, and to give you even more to look forward to. So go ahead. Why don't you uh, take us, start where we left off.
0: Okay, so we now have a framework of (laughs) that you are lucky. And, and, And let me add to that, because this is very profound what I'm about to say right now. People say, well, how, how can you say I'm lucky? Because think about all the problems, all the dilemmas, all the crisis situations, all the afflictions, the hurts, the pain, the suffering, all the learning curves, all of the how am I ever going to get out of this, deal with this, how am I ever going to make it through this Kinds of situations that you've encountered since you were a small child and somehow, some way, you were able to continue to make it through them to get to the current place in life that you occupy. Think about that folks that's no small thing that indicates that you have a power a tenacity a resiliency a creativity and a forcefulness internally that enables you to overcome afflictions times you had surgeries times that you didn't have enough money to pay your rent you always found some way some way somehow you made it through that to get to the current place that you occupy and if you think about that And then you take that, all the things you've been through collectively in your past, and compare and contrast that to what you may may be going through now. What you're going through now is nothing compared to the things that you've made it through.
1: Well, yes, but what about people who are sitting there listening and saying... Well, you know, no times are uh, worse now. I had a pension, and I loved what you said before about um, that we're in this mess because of corporate greed, absolutely. Right. Um, But... um, To to not go too far, (laughs) I could go off with that, you know, the downfall of America. How we we've uh, we've all just gotten too. We
0: can spend the rest of the show doing that, but let's let's stay positive here. All
1: right, yes, that's right. We're supposed to stay positive, okay? But so let's say people who are listening, who are thinking, you know, no, I think that this. I mean, well. One of the things, if you if you listen to the radio that isn't positive programming, right? Uh, mainstream radio, where every minute they're telling you about the Dow going down or uh, some other indicator that we're in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which of course the answer to that is to not listen to um the news all the time and get yourself worked up and, and, and really super depressed. Mm-hmm. But I mean what are people who are what about people who are thinking, well look, you know, they're talking about that this is um the worst time economically than than the Great Depression. We could go into another depression. What would sure you say? We can.
0: We, so we can, and it has to do with subliminal seduction. If you compare what you experience, what you think and what you feel to what they say. Of course you're going to get pulled under. They should call it a welcome to the 11 o'clock bad news, because it's never good news. It's always what's wrong, what's, what's the worst-case scenario, what, who got shot, killed, raped, murdered, what the terrorists are doing, and how bad the economy is. Remember, for a while, it was with the SARS, and then it was the avian bird flu, and then it was the mutant staff infections that were going to just yeah. eat us up and destroy us, and there'd be nothing left of us? The flesh-eating bacteria... Oh, Mars? Bees, the uh, what bees. happened to those things?
1: Okay, but wait. I'm going to play devil's advocate because, you know, if you look, if you listen to the news or you go to Google and you, you know, look at the top news stories, I mean, we have crazy things going on besides, um, you know, all the violence that there is in the world. Right. There's pirates. I mean, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> ten, five
0: years Somali ago. Somali pirates,
1: right? Yes. Even two years ago. I don't know when this started to get into the news, but who would have That pirates were something that kids would dress up in for Halloween, not something that really happened or could happen again in our life. Well,
0: you know, every that's an example of a country that has no uh, profit exports, and so they have to steal the opulence of others in order to survive. It's easy, but. They're getting away with it, but now the world is responding to it. But let me let, let, let me get back to a point yeah. you just made a second ago about the economy and people say no it's worse now because I used to have a lot of money and then I had my right. investments in Lehman Brothers or or, or right. Merrill Lynch and now they've been compromised and listen the bottom line is this is that what was created and what did exist can be recreated. It's not that you like that fact. You know, people who have made millions and lost millions went ahead and made them again. And as long as you know that you can wake up in the morning and think and act and work, then you can also believe and know that you can produce. You can produce what you want, what you choose, and this is not rainbows and strawberries, pie in the eye, the secret kind of, you know, new age... uh, no, well, wait a second. Wait a
1: second. You're it's not what? putting down the secret, are you?
0: It's, uh, no, actually, Joe Vitale is a client of mine, and I worked with him to get him ready for the secret. Okay. I think the secret is wonderful, except they missed the boat on one major thing. Yes, go ahead. What part do you have to play yes, in yes. terms of actualizing the ideas and desires that you would mentally project? They would have you believe that you visualize dollar bills falling from the sky, and when you open your eyes, there'd be a pile of money at your feet. It doesn't work that way, God helps those who help themselves, which means and in the Bible it says, seek, ask, knock, all action words, action verbs. There's a part, folks, that you have to do, but before that part, you have to understand what causes success, what causes opulence, what causes advance, what is the origin of personal success, and that has to do with the framework of knowing and detailing exactly what you want in a positive way. That's the first Key and the first factor of the ten factors to skyrocket and good luck, which is when you wake up in the morning. What do you traditionally usually think about? Is it something good, healthy, positive, and empowering, or is it an extension of yesterday's problems that are still pending and unresolved? If, so begin when you wake up to think about if I could have my day the way I'd really like it, and myself. Within that day, the way I'd really like to think, act, feel, and perform, how would that be? Define it specifically. Don't leave it a nebulous or up-in-the-air kind of thing. If you went to a restaurant, for example, Carol, and, you, or, and the waitress came over or a waiter came over and said, what would you like? And if you told them, I'd like food and a drink, mm-hmm. they'd say, I need something more specific. I have to write something down to bring it to the kitchen so the chef can prepare it. Okay, I'd like a sandwich and a beverage. And then they'd still say, well, look, you're still not telling me what you want. I have to know exactly, oh, okay, I want a tuna on whole wheat with onions and tomato, a side of steamed broccoli, and an iced tea with lemon. Now they can write something on the pad. Bring it to the kitchen. The chef can prepare it. She can bring it or he can bring it back and serve it to you. Unconsciously, that's the way your subconscious mind works. And you have to be very specific. So start presuming life positive life presumption. Things working out for you. People cooperating with you. Opportunity coming to you. Things happening in a good, healthy, and positive way. Get that good feeling started within you. Then, as you begin to move into your day, start expecting the best. When you go to the dry cleaners or to the supermarket or the post office to the DMV, do you assume or presume or expect that you'll find a parking space right away? Or do you expect problems? Do you expect traffic in your commute do you expect do you expect the boss to call you into their office and say something overload workloads being given to you what do you expect do you expect anything at all or do you expect negative things do you expect more of the same if you look at what you experience on a day-to-day basis you'll find that it closely parallels your expectations and then that's number two number three before you when you wake up you say how do you feel what do you feel Well, how about feeling lucky? Do you wake up ever feeling lucky that good, positive, healthy, empowering things are impending, awaiting you, are your natural right? Get that feeling of luck, of being lucky, and have good things come into you and let that flow through you. Well, how do you do that, Pete? Everyone has had good things happen to them. All you need to do is recall the very last time one of them did and put yourself into that paradigm, into that into that memory into that scenario and begin to get that feeling of you know what good things can happen to me today good things will happen to me today the day you met the love of your life maybe you didn't prepare for it maybe you didn't expect it but it happened didn't it you made that love connection and you knew it was real because you felt the chemistry well there's one thing you could the You could refer to the time you got the job that you're working at now or the job you really like, the time you got into the school or college or university that you wanted to, the time you got the raise or promotion, the time you found that when you went for your medical test that it wasn't a cancer in your breast, it was just a fatty lump. I mean, these are good feelings that good health, you know, good positive things do exist. Well, how do you get them to exist and unfold more so? Get that feeling of feeling lucky beginning to flow through you before you leave your house. Now, number four, easy. Deliberately mentally practice the assumption of success regarding your interactions with others. Do you presume hostility, disinterest? Do you presume a sense of... People being antagonistic toward you and in disharmony with you and against you, as so many people do. In L.A., it's every man out for himself. It's me, 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 me. Okay, but nobody else is out there fighting you, pursuing you, trying to hold you back, hold you down. Like if you ever go to a seafood restaurant and they have a lobster tank there, if you see one of the lobsters trying to you know, move up the side to escape, what do the other lobsters do? They immediately reach up and grab them and pull them back down. You're not going anywhere. We have to stay here in this misery. You're going to stay here with us. Don't you be one of them. Begin to presume the assumption of success. Assume success that people will cooperate, be interested in, be responsive to you, because you're giving of yourself in a good-willed, naturally pleasant, benevolent, genuine way outward to the world that would justify and stimulate that response. Next. Number five, reinforce that you deserve good luck, that you deserve to have good things happen to you, that you deserve the best. Because if you don't give yourself that right, rest rest assured, life won't respond to you in the way it can, in the way it could, and or in the way you want it to.
1: And even though we don't want to, we need to take a break before we uh, uh, hear the remaining five of the top ten proven ways to skyrocket good luck. Um, we'll take a break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest is Pete Siegel, giving you some food for thought. <laughs> and stay tuned, and I'll, we'll be right back. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
3: Welcome back
2: to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today um, is helping helping you um, learn the top ten proven ways to skyrocket good luck. He is personal development coach Pete Siegel, and we were in the middle of uh, the 10 Proven Ways before the break, so why don't you just continue?
0: Okay. Think about a movie that you saw that was so inspiring, so empowering, something that really just left you with a feeling of possibility and drive and conviction and strength, you know. Those, if you remember, after seeing the first Rocky movie, I was just
1: thinking of Rocky. yeah. I had ahead. to go.
0: I had to run out of the. I ran to the gym to work out after that. <laughs> I had. I had to go train. Okay, so if you understand that you can sit in a movie theater and watch something on a screen that stimulates that kind of feeling so emphatically within you, you can also go into your own mind and create that kind of movie so that that kind of feeling and that kind of suggestive overview and that kind of suggestive inference resides within your nervous system, within your emotional state, and within your conscious processing mode. So you begin to become what I call an implicit good luck feature film movie producer, which means if I could have luck happen to me in a certain way, what would I like to see happen? How would that be experienced by me? What would be involved and what would be entailed? I don't mean necessarily winning the lottery. Good luck can mean that, some problem or issue that you're going through in your life, you've, you've, you've resolved it right now. Good luck can mean a patch up in a relationship. Good luck can mean communication with a coworker so that both of you can live more comfortably, comfortably and freely. Good luck can be you establishing a specific plan that you'll follow to start and succeed with a business or to pursue and accomplish and achieve a certain degree or anything like that, a weight loss goal, a weight loss plan, a fitness goal, a fitness plan, some kind of personal development or skill development. And good luck can mean moving through the process all the way through to the end until you have mastered and embody the thing that you set out to. That's good luck, too. So begin like the Rocky movie to give yourself a suggestive overview, imprint, movie, internal visualization of what good luck is means, represents, and if you could embody it, what would that be like to you? That's number seven. Number eight now is get more proactively involved in your own life. Stop thinking that there's nothing you can do about something. You know, people think, well, I have to go to a doctor for my back pain, for my leg pain, for my this, for my that. What if you began to research what that malady entailed and began to become, begin to become aware of things that you could do to help yourself? Because there's so much information on the Internet now. You could basically research and find out things about everything that might be an issue with you and things that you look to others to do for you. You, things that you depend on others to do for you things that you presume that there's nothing you can do anything about start doing more for yourself proactively decisively diligently and continually because the more deeply involved you become in your own life and affairs the more likelihood there is of a positive success result winding up as your outcome number 8 number number uh, number 9 now Regularly feed your mind targeted life encouragement. What do you read? What do you watch on TV? What videos do you read? What DVDs do you look at? When you go out to the movies, what kind of movies do you look at? Science fiction? Horror? Are you just an entertainment junkie? Do you look at the Hollywood shows, the tabloid shows? What do they really do for you other than deflect your focus from dealing with things in your life that you really have to deal with? Subject yourself to empowerment, to personal strength, to inspiration, to what is good, positive, worthy, noble, just, life- Instigating and life advancing. Books, tapes, seminars, classes, teleseminars. Start empowering and enriching yourself. <clears throat> Those who go to a gym to work out, in any kind of exercise routine that you might do, that's a good thing for you because it strengthens you physically. Well, also, strengthen yourself mentally, strengthen yourself emotionally, strengthen yourself spiritually. If you read the Bible, wonderful. Read positive thinking books that tell you why you can. The wonderful success stories, the inspiring success stories of those who started with nothing, with less than nothing, who were encumbered physically, maybe were sickly children, maybe had a a perceived as incurable disease that left them in some way uh, afflicted. They moved beyond that. They succeeded. And you know what, folks? If you really wanted to, you could as well. Number 10 is entering the Midas touch dimension. And I call that imagineering your life presence as the embodiment of good luck. Everybody knows someone, Carol, who seemingly life always works out for. They have the kinds of material possessions that others wish they could have, the kinds of relationships others wish they could have, the kind of success after success after success others wish they could have, the physical appearance, the health, the life seemingly always working out for them and things always working out in their behalf. Well, Are they more favorably looked at by God than you? Are they genetically predisposed to having those kinds of things happen? The answer is no. Their mindset... Unconscious frameworks are way different than people who struggle, suffer, and have vacillation in their life. And you may say, well, come on, Pete. Nobody has a smooth, continual flow. There's always going to be bumps and, and roadblocks and detours and unexpected occurrences in your life. Absolutely. But instead of stopping and letting those things control them, they just look at it and say, okay, this really isn't part of my ultimate plan. This is something I have to temporarily deal with, overcome, move around, and move beyond beyond, and I shall, I expect to. And you know what? Interestingly enough, they always do. And so this is a very way, a powerful way for you to be creative, because if you could have life the way they do, how do you think they would think? How do you think they feel? How do you think they assume? How do you think they presume? How do you think they see themselves? What do they expect, and what do they believe? And what I have you do in a very detailed manner, I spell it out for you, is begin to mentally establish yourself in the same mind context and the same subconscious parameter that they would. And now you're beginning to perceive and believe and experience yourself in the dimension they do. And people say, oh, that's great. That's fantasy. That's You know, it's not. It's called subconscious life legislation and the more and more involved and longer you engage it the more decisively that starts becoming part of you and what seemed as an unbelievable fantasy becomes more and more believable and more and more experienced by you these are ten rigorously tested factors that i've used for years to help people become incredible standouts in their professions and in their lives to make untold millions and to become the champions and the standards that the rest of the world then strives to follow the top 10 proven ways to skyrocket good luck
1: okay well that was great why don't we i want to make sure that we have enough time for you to give people your website um your address so that they can find out more about this book and about uh other things that you offer
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, You can come uh, review that program, The Top Ten Proven Ways to Skyrocket. Good luck. As well as 19 other Pete Siegel personal development and peak performance uh, structure projects and book and CD programs at www.IncredibleChange.com. That's www.IncredibleChange.com.
1: Okay, and I'd like to thank you for your incredible advice. And I'd like to tell all of you, um, this really is uh, food for thought. I hope you will not only think about what Pete's been talking about, but take some of the, um, put some of it into action in your life. And also, of course, if you want to find out more details and get his book. Um, I also want to tell you a couple of little extra tidbits. One is, this is something I've talked about several times before, you need to keep a gratitude journal This is not just about being thankful on Thanksgiving. The more thankful you are throughout the year, the more the universe will keep providing you with things to be thankful for. Whatever you put your attention on, the more of it you get. If uh, God is going to give you or or a higher power, whatever you believe in is going to give you a gift, Um, if you're going to be grateful over that gift, you'll get more, just like what happens in real life when you give a person a gift. And then another thought around the Thanksgiving table this year. And if you see any long faces, get everyone to start talking about what it is that they feel thankful for. No negativity. They're only allowed to say the things that they really do uh, feel thankful for and that they can find in their life. And you can help them because now that you've uh, been thinking about it yourself, you can realize that there is really so much to be thankful for. Uh, starting with being alive and starting with having every day a new opportunity to to provide good luck, to provide goodness for others, um, to fill your life with more things to be thankful for. So Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Again, Pete Siegel, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.